and welcome back to another episode of IMCO with myself, Jonathan Chan. I'm so glad to have you join me for lunch as we talk about what topped the news this past week. Now, uh, some of you may be like me, who's been watching the inauguration live as we do our work. Um, as you know, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris is making history. Uh, Kamala Harris being the first black woman and of Southeast Asian descent to be the vice president. And also Joe Biden is, has, is the first president to be the oldest president to be inaugurated in uh, America. So many best of wishes and all the best to our American um, neighbors. And uh, hopefully this next four years of under the Biden-Harris uh, administration that um, they will be fruitful and and will enable more people to flourish as opposed to this past four years. So good luck and all the best to all of you down there. Now, I know that that's topped the news. Uh, I know it topped my radio news uh, this morning, but we want to go more local, right? Uh, I think we strayed away from it a little bit uh, last week. So let's go back and focus on what topped the news locally in Vancouver. And what topped the news locally was the issue of drug overdoses. Uh, due to the pandemic, due to the COVID-19 pandemic, many of the uh, safe injection sites have uh, limited uh, uh, the uh, number of people going in. And so many um, people who use drugs and uh, who have severe addictions to it have not been cared for properly and uh, they've been doing... Um, using drugs outside of these clinics, uh, outside of these uh, safe injection sites. Also, uh, so therefore it resulted in uh, drug overdoses and then of course the consequences of many of those is either uh, severely um, health compromised or death. And also there's been uh, cases on the news related to the drug overdoses of drug tampering where there's um, many of the illegal, illegally elicited drugs that are uh, being transacted uh, behind the scenes in the, illegally in back alleys or whatever, those have been tainted. They're not clean. They've, uh, they're tainted with other drugs. It's like a cocktail drug. So they think the person who is buying it, they think that they're buying a specific drug, but that drug actually is a concoction of many others and not necessarily clean, nor certified, nor um, safe to use. But because of the lack of the clinics, because uh, the clinics have been closing and due to COVID-19, that was their only, that's their only route to take. Uh, lastly, what topped the news with regards to, and again, related to drug overdoses and drugs is gang related activity. Uh, I'm sure some of you know, uh, who have been uh, listening to the no news, there's been quite a few gang related violence, uh, shootings around town, whether it be uh, Surrey, whether it be in Burnaby and in Vancouver, there's just been an uptick in uh, gang violence. And uh, some of the reporters made the connection that, uh, and even in the, including the police chief, made the connection that a lot of it has to do with drugs and the illegal kind, the illegally elicited drugs. And so that's what we'll be talking about today. Now, uh, not necessarily drugs in general or the overdose, but I've been seeing some posts, uh, responses from some of my um, associates uh, or people in my Facebook circle who are Christian to show concerns about, still have some concerns about 
safe consumption sites. Safe injection sites are now it's called safe consumption sites. One of them being Insight. And uh, the question was, and the debate goes on saying, are they effective or are they just promoting addictions? And uh, really, should we even have them? They shouldn't be around. They have a lot of criticisms. And me being a proponent, uh, not an opponent, but a proponent of uh, safe consumption sites, uh, I would like to give you folks who are on the fence about safe injection sites and safe consumption sites, uh, just my reasoning of why I'm a proponent for more safe consumption sites as opposed to less. In fact, I don't think we have enough and nor do these sites have enough resources to properly run them. And here's, here are my reasons and I'm gonna provide you today with my Christian opinion on why we need more safe consumption sites. And here we go. I'm gonna you just go right into uh, the takeaways. Now, before we do that, I just wanna let you know that I'm not coming in with some ignorance, okay, with ignorance. No, uh, I've consulted with a few of my colleagues and friends who do uh, volunteer and work at these sites. And I also attended a few seminars and, uh, and also a round table with actually Larry Campbell. And if you know who he is, if you've been along enough, if you've been around long enough as I have, you would know this name, Larry Campbell. And, but if you're not, let me just uh, 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 give you a, just a brief bio. Larry Campbell was the former mayor of Vancouver in the early 2000s. Before that, he was a RCMP police officer and also, he's a, uh, after he was a mayor, I believe he was a senator for Canada. So, uh, after consulting all these and after attending a, a conference and roundtable with Larry Campbell, I've, uh, I go, I'm, I'm going in with a bit of information. I may not have all the information, but this is my opinion. But I would like to let you all know that this is an informed opinion, hopefully informed opinion to provide for you. So here we go. My takeaways. So my three takeaways today on safe consumption sites is more about my reasons why I'm a proponent for safe consumption sites and more. I want more out there actually. Number one, some of you, uh, the folks have said that, well, scripture says you're not allowed. Well, I would like to challenge, okay, where in scripture does it say that it's, that drugs are not allowed? Right, uh, like uh, where, and so scripture doesn't really say much about the what's actually in general about anything. It's not about the what is not allowed or what is allowed and what is not allowed. Scripture, even religion in general, is supposed to address the whys, right? So scripture for uh, address, uh, uses an example. There's an example of drunkenness using alcohol, right, as a drunkenness. But what's the underlying principle or the issue that scripture addresses. It addresses indulgence, addiction, and overdose, i.e. drunkenness. Like scripture actually addresses indulgence, addiction, and drunkenness. It has nothing to do with what is not allowed and what is allowed. It has a lot to do with overdoing it. In other words, like uh, we do not overdo things. We do not indulge it, make it as an idol, or be addicted to it or to be infatuated by it, or make it to consume our lives, right? Uh, case in point, if it had a lot to do with what is and what is not allowed, 
then you wouldn't have Paul recommending to Timothy to drink some wine to alleviate his stomach aches, right? But then on the, in the same letter, he would say, don't get drunk. You know, like, but when you're choosing an elder, that elder should not be drunk with wine. It's, he's not saying that wine is not allowed. He's just saying that don't get addicted to it, don't OD on it, and don't indulge in it to create it as if it consumes your life. So that's number one point on the scripture side. For those who argue that scripture says no to drugs, I'd like to argue that it doesn't say anything about drugs. It has a lot to do with indulgence, addiction, and drunkenness, i.e. overdose. Second, then, if then if overdose and addiction uh, is the concern, is the underlying uh, concern that scripture addresses, then we should treat it as any other addiction of how Christians treat other addictions. And how do we treat um, or address addictions in the Christian sense? It is to use a proven methods of displaying love, care, and harm reduction. Many times that comes in the form of counseling. Uh, many times it comes in the form of providing a good social network to support the individual and not judgmental. Uh, Good Christian uh, pastoral care that I've been taught is not to provide judgment on people, not to finger point them. Also understand it's a long journey. It's not going to be immediate. You cannot get yourself off of drugs or alcohol right away. Like I'm sure you all know that. Uh, that addiction is a long journey of removing it from your system. Uh, we're, we're humans. We have a force of habit. And so habits are hard to break. It takes a long journey, but a journey with social network, social care, and a community that's connected to provide that love and care practically. So it could be in the form of counseling, uh, along with a social network, along with uh, caregivers, along with a uh, community that surrounds them, with, like such as family, colleagues, etc. Uh, that's how Christians address addiction. And therefore, because I say that, because of this, uh, um, uh, the way we treat addiction, we should treat drug addiction as well the same way. Knowing full well that re completely removing the drug off of a person is not the answer. Because that's not going to help. It's not going to work. We know that. Uh, you cannot just uh, remove, some, uh, remove a drug or alcohol away from the person and think that that's going to solve the problem. It's not. Uh, in fact, it's going to exasperate the problem. And so, uh, saying that then, uh, I would like to move to point number three then. If a Christian approach to treat uh, addictions uh, is to use proven methods to, of displaying love, care, and harm reduction, and to provide a social network and also the professionals to help them support, to support people to free themselves of addiction, to journey with them in this long journey to uh, free them from this addiction, that's where insight and other safe consumption sites come in. These safe consumption sites, let me just update you on, for those who may not know what they entail, some of us only know uh, uh, like what we think it is, is, oh, you're just giving drugs for free. No, it's not that, it's not just that. It's to provide them with a safe environment, to take them off the streets from uh, harm, uh, to not have to be, um, 
to not feel the stigma of fear. And so then they hide away in back alleys in danger areas and to be exploited by drug dealers, by illegal drug dealers, and to be in a safe space where there's professional caregivers, nurses, uh, doctors, counselors, and a whole host of social services in that one site. So if they come in, not only do they uh, have safe drugs to use, they are also encountering social support, a community, professional advice, and counseling. This is a place that will help them to journey them through to free them from drug addiction. Some of you may not have known that, but uh, if, you further, if you go inside, if you look, if you take a look at what's going on, that's what they do and that's what they provide. In fact, Insight and these safe consumption sites, unfortunately, I would like to say, is exactly what the church is supposed to do, but they're not. And so we need Insight and safe consumption sites to do it, to do that job. And they're doing it well. And uh, I would like to say that there's been many reports, many um, research papers saying that Insight, places like Insight and other safe consumption sites have been effective in helping people free from their addiction and get back on their feet and to feel better about themselves, to have a better self-esteem, to not fear the stigma of being judged so that they can live a fuller life and not be chained with drugs anymore. See, folks, it has nothing, we cannot say, we Christians have a very strong tendency to just use the absolute no. That's wrong. Can't do it full stop and then leave the person to their own devices, to their own capacities to figure it out themselves. Uh, that was my argument when it came to uh, prostitution. Like you can't just tell a, um, a, um, a sex worker to say, nope, full stop, can't do it, illegal, and then just leave them. And like, that's not gonna help. Right? You have to provide a community and a place where they can feel safe so that they can get back on their feet, but with a proper social support, counseling, or whatever community that they need, professional advice to get back and to empower them to be able to live a fuller life. So with Insight and Safe Consumption Sites, they do that. They do that job. Therefore, to conclude, I believe that we need more safe consumption sites, more around the city, more around these towns, uh, uh, in every district. Uh, we need more in places where it's not just downtown east side, but various areas because really drug use is everywhere. It's not just at downtown east side. That is another issue, I think, for another day. We tend to, um, we, well, me, like, I'll just point to myself. Uh, before I met Larry Campbell and met with a, a few of my colleagues who work in these areas, in this field, I always sort of thought that, you know, drug users are all from the downtown east side. That's completely wrong. Drug users could be right beside me, my neighbor, my, my uh, relative, my family member, my loved ones, my child. So where do they get this support? They should be able to get the support in their community and not just have to go all the way to uh, downtown in order to uh, visit one of these safe injection sites or safe consumption sites. So therefore, I'm a very big proponent as, and I echo Larry Campbell as well, to have more safe injection sites. And I commend uh, the mayor of Vancouver and the Vancouver Council 
to actually uh, recently I've heard that they are pushing forward for this because let's face it, overdoses are real and it's going a lot faster in the wrong direction due to COVID-19. And if we had more uh, safe consumption sites, then we wouldn't have that issue of overcrowding, of um, not being able to have enough manpower to uh, facilitate these, to ma uh, manage these sites. And so I commend the, the um, city of Vancouver to you and the council there. And I also commend the, our, our provincial government for getting behind the safe consumption sites and to figure out how we can increase the number and incorporate more sites into our communities. They are harm. They are there to prevent harm, reduce harm, sorry, reduce harm and provide a community, a professional community for individuals who have drug addiction so that they can enable them to be free from it and journey with them to be free. Well, that's it from me. Um, again, my name is Jonathan Chan of the Company of Disciples. I'm the executive director there. If you want to know more about what we do, uh, visit www.companyofdisciples.com. Now, uh, if you have any questions or you have concerns or you have your opinions and you want to talk back, feel free to do so. Uh, visit my website at companyofdisciples.com and use the contact form. And uh, that, uh, once you send that form in, it goes directly to my email. And uh, I promise you, I will respond to that. Now, I'm also the pastor at uh, Crucible Church. And so if you are interested in visiting us one of those Sundays on Zoom, live, just uh, visit our uh, website or uh, actually better yet, email at community at cruciblechurch.com. Again, it's community at cruciblechurch.com and uh, they will email you the Zoom coordinates for each Sunday or for the Sunday that you would be attending our worship service. Till next time, till next Wednesday, have a blessed week.